Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Destination Freedom. Destination Freedom, dramatizations of the great democratic traditions of the Negro people, is brought to you by Station WMAQ as a part of the pageant of history and of America's own Destination Freedom. The toughest job in the year 1948 was that of mediator in the blazing dispute between the growing new nation of Israel and the Arab states in Palestine. Inheritor of this job is Dr. Ralph J. Bunch grandson of a slave, and now acting mediator for the United Nations in Palestine. In a chapter entitled, Peace Mediator, Destination Freedom tells the personal story of Dr. Bunch. He had come to the wide western edge of Asia, peace plans in his pocket and the permission of the United Nations. He had been told to meet his chief, Count Bernadotte, for a conference in Lida between Arab and Israeli. He halted in Haifa, a day behind his chief, and in the hot Palestine noonday, phoned ahead in a desperate effort to pick up his lost time. Operator. Operator, please hurry. Please. I am ringing, sir. I am ringing. Are you ringing the right number? I am ringing Count Foke Bernadotte's office in Jerusalem, sir. Count Foke Bernadotte's office. I have a call for the mediator, Count Bernadotte. Sorry, the Count and his aide left for the Jerusalem airport an hour ago. Thank you. They say he left an hour ago, sir. I heard that, operator. Get me the Jerusalem airport, please. I will try to get them for you. Hurry, operator. I am ringing, sir. Central Jerusalem airport. Traffic manager speaking. Listen closely, officer. I'm with the United Nations Mediation Service. I'm Dr. Ralph Birch, the assistant mediator here for Palestine. Now, right now, I'm trying to catch up with Count Bernadotte. You know him. Yes. Now, he'll pass by your airport driving. I can't explain how important it is that I get to him before he reaches his destination, before he goes any further. Yes, but Dr. Birch... Now, listen, please. When his car comes by the airport, tell him to wait for me. Don't let him leave before I get there. But, but monsieur, his car... His car is a gray Chrysler sedan. You can't miss it. But stop him. But, monsieur, I cannot... Why can't you? That car has already stopped here and passed on. Oh. You're just ten minutes late, monsieur. He took about you twelve outside Jerusalem. Oh, good heavens. Is there any way I can catch him? Well, he was going very fast. He did not say where. Oh, I know where. I've got to be in that car with him. Well, I have a gray sedan here, too, perhaps. Please, please. I'll be there by plane in a few minutes. Good. 
wait and drive you myself. And far out on road Q-12, four men waited by a cypress tree, and one focused his binoculars on a speck of dust in the distance. Is he coming yet? All I see is a slight cloud of dust, maybe four miles back. Uh, give me the glasses. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a cow, all right. But is it his cow? Is it his? I'm not sure. And there's another coming, too, further back. His is a gray Chrysler sedan. Well, both look like gray sedans. Maybe his bodyguard. Huh? Uh, how can I be sure at this distance? The second's too far back to be a guard. And maybe the first is his. Maybe the second, Dr. Well, he's bound to be in one. If not the first, we'll wait for the second. Your gun ready? It's ready. Test it, will you? All right. All right, that's better. Uh, first car's coming ahead. Second one seems to be stopping. Next time, test the gun on the car. The four men stood under the cypress shade, watched the cloud of dust on the road, and in their gun barrels, bullets spent their last quiet moments. But further down the road, the second car came on. Uh, they are up ahead, Doctor. We will catch him in ten minutes. Can't you go faster? I am doing the best the road will allow. What's the matter? Stop it! I think there's something wrong. Oh, what's the matter? I think I know the trouble, monsieur. The Count's car's out of sight now. It is always like this on a sandy road. The carburetor is clogged. It will take just ten minutes to clear it, monsieur. Ten minutes, and I will have you sitting in your usual place at the Count's side. Just a few minutes. And he took his few minutes and cleared the carburetor, stepped again on the reluctant starter. And moved over the desert road. And this time had no trouble in overtaking the Count's car, for it stood still, dead still. Andre, something's wrong. Yeah. Let me take a look first. Stay in the car. The driver took a long look and came back. You can go over and see if you care to. What happened? The Count has been killed. The man sitting in the seat you usually occupy is dead, too. Ten minutes late kept you alive. Well, who will mediate now, monsieur? slowly back over the ancient road, heartsick and weary, and his fight to bring peace to the Holy Land appeared impossible and hopeless. The news shocked the wires of the world, and the United Nations sent a courier to the assistant mediator. The courier found him late that evening out walking in the Jerusalem streets. Oh, Dr. Bunch. Yes? The Secretary General wired me to contact you here. Oh, I've been told to expect you. And you know what my mission is about. I've got an idea. In all the capitals of the world, they're asking, who will mediate now? The United Nations would like to go if you will step into Count Bernadette's place, or at least until a regular commission is appointed. Will you take over what's become the most dangerous job in Asia? If I thought I could really do the job, I... Apparently, the council believes you can. For once, they decided unanimously on a man. Why me? They want... Someone who is familiar with the struggles of colonial peoples and of racial minorities, and who can be trusted by both sides. Someone whose personal experience fits him for the job of peacemaker. We hope you'll think it over. There's not much time, 
When you have decided, phone me at headquarters. I'll relay the message. You have eight hours to decide. He walked on through the Jerusalem streets, probing the hidden pockets of his mind. And he thought of a day, 28 years back, when as a valedictorian of a Los Angeles high school, he came into a newspaper office and got his instructions from his first boss. Ah, see here, kid, you're valedictorian of your high school, but that don't mean a thing on newspaper row. I'm not exactly going to be a newspaper man, Mr. Ankerby. I know, I know. You got some fool notion about studying government and political science. Well, there's about as much chance of a colored kid around here doing anything with that as there is for you to, uh, say, discover the biggest scoop of the year. I heard you say that before. I'll say it again for your own good. Political science in school's one thing. In the wide world, it's another. Now, look. Concentrate on being a good cub reporter. Go around the suburbs. Pick up anything your valedictorian soul regards as news. We probably can't use much of it, but you'll be learning. In a few years, you'll understand more about how the government's really run than all the books in the world can teach you. Ah, get out and keep your eyes open. He remembered how he had gone out and kept his eyes open. And day by day brought in news that never touched the papers. Until the night he walked to town... And on a quiet road, stumbled upon the biggest story of his life. He remembered how his toe struck something soft on the ground. And he bent low and recognized the town's new grocery man. Mr. Rose! Mr. Rose! Straighten up, kid, and keep your mouth shut. But don't you see him? It's Mr. Rose. You heard what the man said, boy? Shut up! But it's Mr. Rose! I said shut up! Don't! Shut up! Now, get on down the road, boy. And breathe a word of what you thought was soul, and we'll use the gun on you. Now get! He had walked on down the road, quiet. But inside, his heart hammered out the story he would tell Editor Ankerby. Mr. Ankerby! You're way late, kid. Where have you been? Here, take this copy down to Composer. Come on, get the lead out of your feet. No, I'm the only one who knows about it. What are you talking about? The murder. Huh? It's true. I saw it on my way here. It was Mr... Now, wait a minute. Come in the office, boy. All right. Close the door. Yeah, wipe the sweat off of you and talk plain. Well, well I-, I was down in the hollow near the suburb. I saw three men standing over Mr. Rose. You know, he was the new man with the grocery store. I know, I know. He was dead. The men had guns in their hands. Killed Rose, eh? Did you know the man? Oh, I'd know him anyway. One was wearing a... Keep your mouth shut. But I've got to tell you. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know anything about it. It's not my business. But it's for the paper. Not for my paper, no, sir. Some things, boy, you can't 